wonderful music. I love Christmas, don't you? And uh, yesterday evening and last night and even this morning, the young'uns, uh, two oldest granddaughters, here they come to see their granddaddy and their mimi, grown up. And uh, we just praise God for a time to be with family. If you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn with us to the Gospel of Luke. The Gospel of Luke, chapter 1, beginning with verse 31 through 35. The angel, Gabriel, speaking to Mary here. Luke's Gospel, chapter 1, beginning with verse 31. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give him Give unto him the throne of his father David, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then Mary said unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which thou which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for this miraculous birth. Thank you for the miraculous life, the horrible death, the miracle of resurrection, and the soon coming Christ. Father, thank you for your plan. Help us to fit into your plan. And we'll thank you and praise you, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Someone said on their way in this morning, they saw a church sign that said, it's a boy. That's wonderful, isn't it? Praise God. What an announcement. What an amazing thing that has changed the entire world forever. From the moment of his birth all the way up to expecting his return. What an amazing story. I'm thankful that we have the whole gospel, aren't you? I'm thankful that Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and John, God spoke to them, called them alongside, and we have their own books that they wrote concerning our Savior. It's a a, a miraculous accumulation of words that go beyond anything that we could even dream of or think about or hope for. When I think of the love of God... When he said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, and that was Jesus. And when we think about that, I, you know, I have a lot of things I could give to, uh, for, to help someone, but I don't have anything that I could give that could save your soul. God has already done that when he gave Jesus. I beg you, I challenge you, what a gift God has given us. And the least we could do is to make sure we have given him our soul. It's our job to inform inform others of this great miraculous birth. And you'll have questions. You really believe in the birth of Christ? Certainly I do. Well, how could this be? Hey, only God could fix it. Only God through the Holy Spirit could transform a life out of heaven into the womb of Mary 
into a manger to stand and be crucified on a cross and go and prepare you and our place to soon come and get us. Only God could arrange such a thing. Well, let's think about the miraculous birth. You see, it's God's power that was displayed. Uh, you know, we, we like to display things and, and show them our uh, stuff. Uh, you know, men folk like to, we like to show them our, uh, this man cave thing, okay? And uh, that's okay. But I, I think about what God's man cave and all that he has and all that he gives and shares with us on a daily basis. You know, I, I very seldom do not thank him for all the provisions that he has provided for us in this world in which we live. Well, uh, you've heard it said many times, Christmas is for children. The exciting moments of getting up out of the bed and going to the Christmas tree to see what's there. I mean, I can remember all the way back Many, many years ago, probably five or six years old, going into that living room. And I can see it right now. There was the fireplace, there was the tree, and then the things, the stuff. Uh, well, it's different today. You know, our grandkids don't, uh, I don't know how to even say this. They tell us what they want, right? <laughs> you know, they tell us what they want. And, and uh you, then we ask the children, well, what do you want? And then all, here it on, it just mushrooms on and on. And then the question, is this all I get? Some of you in here probably can go back. What you got was an apple and an orange and a banana. You know, hey, you might have got a yo-yo. I love yo-yos. And, and I mean, you know, hey, well, it gives you something to do. You know, it's like a rocking chair. It'll not get you anywhere, but it'll give you something to do. And Christmas is something to do. It's something to celebrate. And when we think about that miraculous birth of our Christ, the fact of the virgin birth. I mean, that's, that's, that's hard for the world to conceive. How in the world could a woman have a baby and no man, no sexual act? How in the world could this be? Only a miraculous miracle from God. You know, I think about Elizabeth in those days was carrying John the Baptist. And the Bible says it went that when Mary got word that she was pregnant and she's going to have a son and it was going to be the son of God, well, hey, she went to visit her cousin. And the Bible says upon her entering the house and speaking... That John, inside of Elizabeth, heard her voice, and he said he began to leap. A life. I don't know. It doesn't matter to me what the world thinks. Listen, on the very first day of conception, it is a life. Regardless of what the world said, it is a life. And when I think of, of ladies and, and see them and they're pregnant, I'm thinking of that precious little tiny soul that's inside that woman and soon to come forth. Hey, it's our responsibility to help raise the little children that we have here. It's not just the parents. It's us as a church family to help our parents raise their children. You know, it was a, a positive announcement when uh, old Gabriel came there in uh, uh, verse 
26, if you back up there, and the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent. I like that. God sent him to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin, his spouse, engaged to a man whose name was Joseph. And we know how Joseph felt. You know, he loved Mary. That was his wife-to-be. And he wanted the best for her. And then when he discovered this, you know, he, he didn't want to leave her, but he wanted to take her somewhere privately. And God said, no, Joseph, this thing that's come upon your wife-to-be is from God Almighty, and I expect you to stick with her and help her raise this baby. You know, not a whole lot is said from birth up to 12 years old. And we understand that Joseph was a carpenter, right? And hey, you know, I've, I've laid brick and done construction work for 40 plus years. And I remember the days of carrying my little boys with me on the job or in the shop and doing things. And Jesus would have been no different. He would have went with his earthly daddy, Joseph, to that carpenter shop every day, working on doing something. I don't know where I got this painting. I have no idea. It's an antique. It is very old. And it shows a carpenter shop, and it shows Joseph making something, and Jesus is seated on the, on the floor there with, with a tool in his hand. You see, guys, listen, our youngins a lot of time will follow us. They, they'll want to be like us up to a certain point. You know, hey, you can, you can ask these little children, what do you want to be? I want to be like my daddy. I want to be like my mama. You know, hey, it's an awesome thing to be the parents of children. So you think about, about Joseph and Mary and the situation that they found themselves in. Of all the ladies... Of all the young girls, and she was a teenage girl by all historians, she was chosen. The Bible says she was highly favored above all women. She set the example. Young girls, listen, set an example for those behind you. You never know who is looking at your life. So live it right. We only have one time to pass through here. We only have one opportunity to make a good first impression. And if we fail there, then hey, we have failed. So it's important. We think about this this virgin birth, but also this uh, the miracle of this virgin birth. You know, the conception, we think about December 25th, okay? Whether it was or whether it was not, that's when we celebrate the birth of Christ. But that wasn't when the miracle began. It began some nine months prior to that. And, you know, Mary was, she was frightened. You think about it, young girls, 18, let's say. And God said, hey, you, you're going to have a baby. Well, hey, how's this going to be? I don't, I don't know a man. Don't fret over it. God's going to take care of it. Well, you'd want to run hide. You'd be embarrassed. But God said, hey, no, I don't want, the Gabriel said, don't, don't, don't be afraid, Mary. This thing that has come upon you is off the Holy Ghost of God. The third person of the Trinity was right in the midst of all that took place. Sometimes people say, well, the Holy Ghost didn't come until the day of Pentecost. Listen, the Holy Ghost has always been. 
When God said, let us make man, he was talking to Jesus, his son. He was talking to the Holy Spirit of God. And when, hey, it says the Spirit of God moved upon the waters and all this thing took place. It wasn't shot out of a cannon somewhere or another. God created this world. God fixed it where this this lady, Mary, could have this baby and not be married, not know a man on the sexual side. It was nothing but a glorious miracle from God And I am thankful today that somebody told me about it and I accepted it and I believe it and I've never doubted it. God is good. He's good all the time. When I think about what he has done for me and how he has blessed me and and Lynn constantly reminds me and and I agree with her, we are so blessed. So blessed. You know, I, I look on the TV, this St. Jude Hospital, I see all these little children suffering and, and dying. I'm thinking, God, how you have blessed us. How you have blessed us in so many ways. Well, look at verse 35. If you have your Bibles open, it says, The angel answered and said unto her, You know, I've never asked God a question and not gotten an answer sometime. Not instant always. I've never asked him anything and not got an answer. So, it says there, And the angel answered and said unto her, because Mary asked the question, How can this be? And the angel simply says, The Holy Ghost. We're going to meet that Holy Ghost one day personally. If you're saved today, the Holy Ghost of God lives inside you. So what does he look like? Well, I really don't know. But we are a representative of God Almighty. We're created in his image. But sin ruined that image. So he says, the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee. Listen, there's nothing that can take the place of the feeling When the Holy Ghost comes upon you, whether he comes upon you and you're saved or you're already saved and the Holy Ghost comes upon you. And the question was, I want you to surrender to preach. Hey, that was the Holy Ghost of God speaking to my heart, speaking to my spirit. How can these things be? Hey, I'm an old man by now, okay? The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee and the power of the highest and let me tell you something. The devil is powerful. I don't have to tell you he is the second most powerful being in the universe. But he's not the highest power. Praise God, he is not the highest power. God Almighty is the highest power. So, so the angel says, power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Completely overshadow thee. Completely cover you up. And listen, when you're covered by the Holy Spirit of God, you're taken care of. You're paid for. You, you're, we are redeemed by the blood of Jesus. And that verse continues and it says, shall overshadow thee. Therefore, therefore, because the Holy Ghost has come upon you and because it has overshadowed you, also the holy thing which shall be born unto thee shall be called the Son of God. Can you imagine, ladies, having the Son of God, it becoming your Son, but it's the Son of God? I mean, I, I, it's hard to describe. It's hard to explain that. 
but it's all God. And I can't imagine him loving us that much. That Jesus would leave heaven and come to this earth. Now, he could have come many ways. Hey, God could have just planted him as a man. Boom, here he is, walking around. That wasn't the way it was. All the way back to Isaiah. Old Isaiah said, hey, he's coming. And he's going to be this, and he's going to be that, and you're going to look up to him, and he's going to do all these things. And when he came, most everybody missed it. Most everybody missed it. Can you imagine the shepherds? Another miraculous miracle. There they are. Tending the sheep. That's what their job was. They was looked down on. They was not a popular bunch of guys. But that's who got the word. When the angels spoke to them. Hey. And they didn't dilly-dally around. They didn't say, well, let's get a committee together and see what we can get out of this. Uh-uh. They said, hey, let's go and see this thing which has come to pass. And they say, hey, I'm going to show you a sign. You're going to find the baby lying in a manger wrapped in strips of cloth. That'll be him. You'll know him when you see him. And then to go further down the road, weeks, months passed. And God said to the wise man, hey, You've got to go. You've got to go see this baby. Well, rightfully so. We'll go. But we want to carry him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. It's amazing. Part of that miracle is amazing again. Let me just share with you one last thing. The persons involved in this miraculous birth, I've already read verse 35, and that's where it is. Gabriel, the angel, sent from God. He could have been sent from no one else. The Gabriel was, was the first person we, we see in this miraculous birth. Then the Holy Spirit, the Bible says, Holy Ghost, was present on the scene. Then we see the power of the highest. That is God the Father. Then we see the Son of God, Jesus, lying in a manger. Christmas, it's his birthday. What better gift could we give him today? than to give him our soul. If you're lost, I beg you. There's no better thing you could do today than to come forward and say, hey, I want to be saved. I want to give my soul to Jesus because he's given us everything, y'all. He's given us eternal life. Can you imagine eternal life that'll last forever, never end and we as a church family, all that's saved one day, y'all, it won't be a setting such as this, but we'll all be together in heaven. The Bible says we'll know each other in heaven. We'll be there forever and ever. No more tears, no more sorrow, no more suffering, no more dying. All will be blessed together. What a Christmas that will be. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you'd touch hearts, touch lives. Lord, I thank you so much, God. I thank you for saving my soul. And Lord, I pray for those that sit here and listen this morning. Lord, help us to take account of ourselves. If we've never been saved, Lord Jesus, I pray that you give them courage to walk this aisle this morning, confess their sin, and ask you to come into their heart. Lord, we just pray for a miracle today. Thank you for your birthday being on Sunday. Thank you for the beautiful music you've allowed us to be engaged in this morning. And Father, I thank you for every home that's represented in this room here today. For every guest 
Lord, I pray that your will be done in our lives as we, we continue to celebrate Christmas. God, we'll love you and thank you for all you do for us, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Brother